Hello and welcome to Louisa TV. This is part two in a four-part series of my past life memories. Each week I detail a past life memory, an alternate life. And I truly believe that all my lives are consecutively happening now. It's as if experiencing these lives, my soul has somehow folded into two and I bilocate while I'm still Louisa and very conscious of Louisa. I'm also very aware that I'm experiencing myself as another person in another place in time as we refer to time, another place in history. These lives have always come to me during meditation. They are very, very real, and while I can't validate them, they almost seem a part of me, a part of my heart and a part of my soul. They come to me in fragments, fractal pieces like scenes from a movie. Some come sequentially and some not, and I have to piece them together. And then there's a sifting and sorting of data to correlate this life, but the emotional signature or the emotional frequency of this life is always the same. And I learn to become familiar with each signature, each emotional frequency of the individual or the person that I was in another time or in another space. You know, it's funny, why do we meet people a certain someone that we can talk for hours that would have taken a lifetime to develop this rapport. Why can we go to a geographical location and it feels like home or why are we so drawn to particular lands as if they're calling us from another time and another place? Many of these lives have bled in over into my life as Louisa, both physically and spiritually. And there are reoccurring themes throughout this lifetime that I'll share with you at the end, as well as some simple tools and tips to help you embrace your past life memories or alternate lives. Many of these life, lives have intertwined people in my current life and I know their signature and I remember them. For those of you that watched Iksha last week and enjoyed it or I somehow cured your insomnia, thank you for all your beautiful comments. I first experienced Medika many years ago and it was clearly shown to me that Medika or I was an Indigenous Australian woman, approximately 26 years of age. I have no concept of the time frame, but this is well before European settlement. Medika is brave and strong and very spiritual and she understands the laws of nature. She doesn't worry like we would in our life. Her life ebbs and flows. And she seems intrinsically knowledgeable about all that is. My skin is dark and my bones are very, very thin. And I look at my palms and they're white almost, but the, the skin on my palms is very, very thick. 
I know in this life as Medika, I feel called that my purpose in this lifetime is re to realign and rebalance the energetic frequencies of the earth. The first, very first scene I envision of Medika is sitting. I smell the smoke of the remains of a fire. I hear the birds. It's eerily silent. There's no one else around. I'm on the top of a very high hill and I'm on a very big rock, that sandstone. It's a sandstone rock and I hear the leaves rustling and the sun shines through the leaves and I squint and I look straight ahead and I see down below a big body of water and I turn around behind me and I see more water behind me and I'm so peaceful, I'm absolutely at peace. And then I, Medika, stands up as if I always knew what to do. And I raise my arms up high and I begin to channel frequencies from the galaxy, from the universe through me as if I am a conduit. And they go down my body and dissipate horizontally out into the land. I can clearly see this. I look with my eyes. It's almost like the energy frequencies look like a mist that settles across the land. There's no sound. And at one point I feel my heart will rip open and crack open. And I understand then that the frequency just channeled through the heart structure and the energetic frequencies that go out into the land increase in resonance as the energetic vibration of my heart structure increases. I see Medika almost twirling, but it's not her twirling. She stands very still. It's the energy that I can see with my mind's eye. It's white and very, very powerful. And I marvel at how her vessel, her body is able to hold such high frequencies. And I can experience it a little bit in my body as Louisa and it's almost too intense. It's almost too strong. In another scene, a very interesting scene, I experience I, Medika, offering Indigenous healing and it's almost like mouth-to-mouth resusc mouth -mouth resuscitation. I put my mouth over that of the patient or the sick person and I know with intention that I'm able to heal the spirit and energetic body of the person. So as I inhale, they exhale and as they exhale, I inhale offering them my life force and my spirit. And again, with each inhalation, I remove the dis-ease from within the body. It's very, very effective. And I have no concept of time, but this cyclic breathing that I do with the individual or the patient, it seems to happen for a very long time. I'm also told that I have the capability to do this for trauma, physical trauma as well. How important the breath and the sound is much more than the spoken word. I also know that there is a man that traveled with 
me, Medika. His name is Warian. He is the father of our young child, a girl. And I do know him from this lifetime. I did recognize him. And what amazed me is that he never remembered me. This had always been a part of me, these visions. It was so real, these memories, so such an emotional signature to them. And he never even had the slightest recall. I never told him about it. I think it would have been too much for him to understand. But in some way, if he remembered, perhaps it would have given me validation for these experiences. I recall another scene. There's an overhanging ledge under the big sandstone rock. It's the night before my death. I know I'm leaving the transitioning to the non-physical. I'm not afraid at all. And I also, I won't go into it now because we don't have time, but I also know that if I leave the cave, my child and my mate will be saved. Warian is asleep and the child, the baby girl is asleep. It's dark and I can't sleep and my child cries out just softly and gently and I pick her up and I put her to my breast. This is such a strange feeling as Louisa, but experiencing it as Medika and she feeds hungrily. And at some point I see a tear on her cheek and realise I'm crying. This is the last time I will see my child in this life as Medika. And then I understand the child. I'm able to communicate telepathically with her. She's so wise and so clever and she understands everything. She finishes feeding and I place her gently down next to Warren, not to wake him, careful not to wake him. And all I recall is the words I whispered over and over from that point. I don't know if I verbally said them or they were in my mind. But the words I remember are blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh, soul of my soul, breath of my breath. Blood of my blood, flesh of my flesh, soul of my soul, breath of my breath. And I knew then that morning was coming soon and I left the cave quietly. And then I recall walking through tall grasses and feeling the grass and feeling the wind on my face. It was eerily silent and I continued to walk, walk away from the cave or the overhead, overhanging ledge where Warren and the child were resting. I waited for death knowing it was coming soon not afraid at all. And then I feel, I, I believe it's a spirit. I, I, I do not, I don't know. I cry out. I think it's me crying out. I hear someone calling out and I think it's my own voice and I fall to the ground. I don't know what happens after that. I don't have any recall, but for a moment I see flashes of my lives flashing before me. And I don't see flashes visually, I feel them emotionally, the signature of the lives, emotion, strong emotions, love, pain, fear, despair, sorrow, joy, 
And I know that all these experiences and all these lives are for the evolution of my soul and my spiritual growth. And that's all I recall, but my next memory is arriving at a dirt track. It seems very familiar to me. I know it very well and it feels like I'm coming home. There's tall trees on each side and I know that I have to walk forward along this path. There's no insects. Maybe I hear a bird and I'm neither hot nor cold. I don't know if I'm in physical form. Perhaps I'm just consciousness. I look down, but I don't see my feet, but I feel myself walking and I walk a short distance towards a rock, a very, very large rock. It's a rock like none I'd, I've ever seen before. It was dark and it's so smooth. And I look over the edge of this rock and there's the most incredible expanse of space. And I call it the rock at the top of the world. Down below is a lush valley and a huge canyon. And it's so huge, I can't even see the other side. There's no one around. It's just me, but I feel so safe and peaceful and secure. And I don't ever want to leave. I feel I can be utterly myself here, utterly myself. And then it gets dark and I don't know how long my consciousness resided in this, at this rock at the top of the world. And that's when the magic happened. I could reach out almost and touch the stars and I felt completely one. I felt completely unified with the universe and all that was. I was alone but I didn't feel alone. And I realised this rock and once you remember the emotional frequency signature of a place or or a person you're always able to travel back there i realize in my life even as louisa now that i can travel there in my consciousness to this rock and i do it occasionally it's almost like a safe place a base where i'm able to sing and dance and do whatever I want. But I also realize that this rock has special magical properties for me, this rock at the top of the world, because I'm able to move energy and move vibration and move frequencies for my own life. And I'm able to raise my consciousness and manifest from this rock at the top of the world. This is such a beautiful gift, a place of safety where I can always return to in my consciousness. Another interesting thing about this life as Medica is that I knew exactly the location of the sandstone rock where Medica lived for the last few months of her life, the geographical location. And I've been there quite a few times. The thing is now it's a very busy traffic intersection in the heart of the city. And I can't walk to the actual middle of the rock. I have been there and I was amazed that I looked at one point 
as if I slipped realities for a moment and I looked in front and yes, there was a huge body of water of the harbour and I looked behind and there was another body of water and if I imagined it before the infrastructure was there, it would have been a very high hilltop. And I felt the same wind for a moment on my face but I couldn't get close to the rock. And I realized the closest I could get to the rock and have less than a minute of eyes closed and feeling was to get a red light, go there. I used to do this often. I don't do it so much anymore. I would drive to this intersection and slow down just before the red light and if I was lucky, I felt really lucky, I'd get the front row of the traffic and the light went red and I'd have less than a minute to sit in the spot and close my eyes and feel. And the first time I did this, I almost cried out, not because of the pain, but because I felt Medica and I felt that my heart would rip open the frequency, the energy was so powerful and strong. It was really a transformative experience for me and one that validated in my own body that Medica is a past life memory or an alternate life that my soul is experiencing. Why are we having all these lives? Well, I believe it's for the growth and development of the soul. The commonality of all life is that it grows, it evolves. And in each life, when we're learning lessons and values and we're able to overcome inhibitions, we're able to evolve and be a better version of us each time through pain or suffering. We're able to experience great joy and we're able to experience great sorrow. And these are all in the vessels of our body, but our spirit is eternal. Our soul lives on. So I did speak about this last week, but some very simple tips of how to experience your own past life memories. Uh, number one, believe. Believe you have the capability to experience this and ask for it and believe you're ready for these lessons of life. Number two, write down your dreams. I should do this more often. It's not how I experience my past life memories, but it is very advisable to write down your dreams and it's tapping into the subconscious, something we don't often, are not often aware of. Number three, pivotal for me, meditation. Even if it's a five minutes, start off with five minutes a day, just sitting there quietly and it really takes you to deeper states of consciousness. And at some point you'll get to that no time and no space where you're not thinking about the future and you're not thinking about the past and you might ask yourself the question, where am I? And the answer is here. And what time is it? And the answer is now. The fourth one is patience, which is very hard for me, and passion. Have patience. Not everything happens instantaneously. And if time is actually not real, it doesn't matter in the larger picture of things. And passion, I honestly believe if you are passionate about something and you progress with your passion and follow your passion for this, 
you will achieve your goals and your desires. What I have learned from all these past life experiences is that our life is just a pinprick in the big scheme of things. It's like a moment in time and we take ourselves too seriously. We take what we perceive in our reality too seriously. In each life, we have relationships and we journey along with people. And I've learned to tell people what they mean to you and tell them often. Each lesson is a moment to learn and grow. I feel so excited to open up a new offering to you called Intuited Reading. Basically what this means is I have remembered my ability to access portals to offer you information that you are needing at this point and time. Everyone has the ability to access this. It's just that we so often forget the loving vibration that I receive is always of the highest order. I'll put a link in the show notes to find out more or book or head on over to the Passion Harvest website shop page for more details. Thank you so much for listening to me today. Leave a question or a comment below and I will answer it. And until next week, I'll see you for part three. Bye for now. Much love.